Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Exodus, chapter 30. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. The Bible says, God smote him with leprosy on the forehead. Very interesting that the problem was that he was a king offering incense or doing a priestly duty. He was not a priest. By the way, this is the same King Uzziah that Isaiah talked about in Isaiah chapter 6 when he said that he saw the Lord high and lifted up in the year that what? King Uzziah died. The same King Uzziah. So listen, priests, only priests could offer sacrifice. Only priests could burn incense, which represent prayer. And even today, are you listening? Only priests can pray to God. What do you mean, Rodney? Sounds like heresy to me. Listen, only priests can pray to God. I gave you the answer in my opening comments. Remember, if you are born again believer, you are a priest unto God. Are you with me? Say amen if you're with me. That's all right. I'll wait. That's all right. Now, here's the other thing. Because, you know, I was watching, you you watch these award shows. And I, I never cease to be amazed at these guys. They get up, they win this award, and they get up and they go, well, first of all, I want to thank God. Some of them are getting awards for ungodly things. Somebody say amen. Amen. Some of these rap artists getting 50 cent. I told you, I'll give him a buck if he go away. (laughs) And they get up and they thank God or people talk about they pray and You know, people will say, well, you know, we'll just have to make sure that we pray for you and and our prayers are with you. You got to understand something. Now, here's a statement that's probably not going to be too politically correct, but yet true. If you do not know Jesus Christ, there is only one prayer that God will hear from you. Okay, tough crowd. That's all right. That's all right. If you don't know God, God's not hearing your prayers. If you don't know God, the only prayer that God will hear from you is, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. When you cry out to God and you say, God, hear me, I'm a sinner and I repent, God hears you. Immediately. And when you become born again, man, you can talk to God as much as you want. He never gets tired of listening. But if you don't know God, God's not hearing your prayers. I know that's not politically correct. In our culture, everybody's praying. But what are they praying to? 
And you could be praying or a head of lettuce might be your God. I don't know. Well, I pray, so what? Well, Hare Krishna's pray and everyone prays. Praise to what? Praise to who? So God hears the prayers of his people. God hears the prayers of those who know him. Notice in verse 8 in your Bibles. Look at verse 8. Notice it tells us that, that there is to be a perpetual incense before the Lord. Do you see that? In other words, listen, there should be continual praise to God. Continual praise. You know, that reminds me, we were talking about on Sunday, how we're to be praying without ceasing. Praying without ceasing. Notice in verse 11 in chapter 30. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, when you take the census of the children of Israel for their number, then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord. When you number them, that there may be no plague among them when you number them. This is what everyone among those who are numbered shall give. Let me put my glasses on. Oh, there it is. This is what everyone among those who are numbered shall give. Half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is 20 geras. The half shekel shall be an offering to the Lord. Everyone included among those who are numbered from 20 years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. The rich shall not give more than the poor and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when you give an offering to the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. And you shall take the atonement money of the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of meeting that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. Notice, listen, saints, generally God, listen, are you listening? Generally, God didn't like to take a census or numbering the people because it signified ownership. But here, notice, God allows Moses to take account of the people, and the census was to include everyone 20 years or older, which was kind of like the official adulthood age. And so you want to take notice that this was, there's like this flat tax, if you will, of a half a shekel of silver, which is approximately $64 a person. You also want to note that the rich and the poor gave the same amount. Later, when you fast forward to the New Testament, you'll find out that this is called the temple tax. Because in the temple, they didn't pass the plate, they didn't take up several offerings in one service. Amen. That's another sermon. They had a temple tax. You might remember in Matthew chapter 17, the tax collectors were looking for Jesus. You remember if you were with us in Matthew, they were looking for Jesus to uh, have a reason to accuse him. And so they came to Peter and they said, hey, Peter, they said, does your master pay temple tax? Does your master support the operation? Because no self-respecting Jew wouldn't pay temple tax. And Peter said, absolutely, absolutely, he pays temple tax. Well, then Peter went to Jesus and said, hey, Jesus, do you pay temple tax? (laughs) And Jesus said, essentially, I love Jesus' answer. Jesus said, my father owns the temple, but I'll go ahead and pay the taxes. Well, Jesus told Peter to go get a coin out of the fish's mouth and pay the taxes. I like that. Jesus would be really good to have around tax season. (laughs) 
And they'd be like, geez, I got this bill, man. Can you uh, hook me up? <laughs> She's like, go down to Jordan Lake and get it out of the fish's mouth. I told Uncle Sam, hey, it's in the fish's mouth. I ain't got it. It's in the mouth of the fish. Now, 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 get this here. Here, let's get this. Silver, saints, help me out. Silver is a type of what in the Bible? Redemption. Remember we talked about that? Silver speaks of redemption. So keep in mind now, the rich and the poor were to pay the same amount, which teaches us that redemption of all souls is equal to God. There is no difference. The Bible says all have sinned and must be redeemed by the same price. Now we know from 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 18, it says, Knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the traditions from your fathers, but you were redeemed with the precious blood of Jesus as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Listen, salvation cannot be bought by us, but it was purchased for us by the Lord. You understand? Say amen. amen. So now you also want to notice in your Bibles, you can write this in the margin, Exodus chapter 38. It tells us that the silver that is collected here in chapter 30 is used for the sockets of silver in the building of the tabernacle. Remember we talked about the sockets of silver that the posts were sitting in? Well, they got that silver by collecting this tax during this census. Look at verse 17. Then the Lord spoke to Moses in verse 17, saying, You shall also make a laver of bronze with this base also of bronze. For washing, and you shall put it between the tabernacle of meeting and the altar, and you shall put water in it. For Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet in the water from it. Don't forget that. And when they go into the tabernacle of meeting or when they come near the altar to minister, to burn an offering made by fire to the Lord, they shall wash with water lest they die. So they shall wash their hands and their feet lest they die. And it shall be a statute forever to them, to him and his descendants throughout their generations. Moreover, the Lord spoke to Moses in verse 22, saying, Also take for yourself quality spices, 500 shekels of liquid myrrh, half as much sweet-smelling cinnamon, 250 shekels, 250 shekels of sweet-smelling cane, 500 shekels of that stuff, According to the shekel of the sanctuary and a hen of olive oil. And you shall make from these a holy anointing. Look at verse 25. You shall make from these a holy anointing oil. An ointment compounded according to the art of the perfumer. It shall be a holy anointing oil. With it you shall anoint the tabernacle of meeting. And anoint the ark of the testimony, anoint the table and all of its utensils, the lampstand and its utensils, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all of its utensils and the laver and its base. And you shall consecrate them that they may be most holy. Whatever touches them must be what saints holy. You shall anoint Aaron and his sons and consecrate them that they may minister to me as priests. 
And you shall speak to the children of Israel, saying, This shall be a holy anointing oil to me throughout your generations. It shall not be poured on man's flesh, get this, nor shall you make any other like it according to its composition, because it's holy, and it shall be holy to you. Whoever compounds anything like it, or whoever puts any of it on an outsider, shall be cut off from his people. Stop right there, saints. Give me your attention. You want to notice what we have here is a description of the anointing oil that was made. Now get this, they were to anoint, according to our text, they were to anoint the tent, the Ark of the Covenant, the table of showbread, the utensils, the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offerings, a wash basin. They were to put the oil on Aaron and his sons. And then God said, I don't want anyone to copy it, watch this, or make an imitation of it. No knockoff oils. Are you with me, my people? Say amen. You know, I think, (laughs) well, because I think of Philly. And uh, if you've ever been to Philadelphia, you can walk down the street like 52nd and Market. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 52nd and Market, okay, that's quite a few. And uh, you can get knock off anything you want. Anything you can think of, you can get a knock off. God says no. No, no, no copies of it, no imitations of it. It's a unique oil not to be imitated. Now, Calvary Chapel people, listen, help me out. Oil is a type of what? The Holy Spirit. And the idea is, listen, the anointing of the Spirit, here's the idea. The anointing of the Spirit is a matter of inspiration and not imitation. Inspiration. Not imitation. Don't ever, ever, ever try to imitate the work of the Holy Spirit. You cannot learn to imitate the things of the Spirit. You know, people come to me all the time. There's some great moves of God out there. I do not think the Calvary Chapel is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe Jesus is. Although I will say Calvary Chapel is being used in the area of teaching ministry. That's our place in the body. And other churches and denominations have their place in the body. We have to be careful that we're not becoming separatists and Pharisees. More than 10 people say amen. Because people get a little knowledge of the word and they go, oh, now now we know the word. You know, and people get all, you know, puffed up. We got to be careful. And there's some great moves of God out there and some great things going on that are led of the spirit for them. Well, people will come to me and say, Pastor Roddy, we need to be doing this. How come we're not doing that? Well, that's just not what we do here. That's not our emphasis. It may be good. It may be great over there. But but you try it over here and it doesn't work. Why? Because God does what God does in different parts of the body. And we don't want to be trying to imitate and manufacture something God's doing over there. We don't want to do that. You, you, you know, you got to do what God's called you to do. Preacher, teacher, listen to me. Teach and preach as God has gifted you. Don't try to be like anybody else. You know, I got free from that about two weeks after I was in ministry. 
People come up, well, now, this used to happen. It doesn't happen anymore. But people, well, oh, when the church was younger. Well, I really enjoyed the service, Pastor Ronnie. It was really good. You know, we came from uh, Pastor So-and-so Church, and you're not him, but you're just as good. (laughs) In my mind, I got a smile, a Jesus smile on my face. In my mind, I'm like, no, they didn't. (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't. Sometimes I say, why don't you go back there? No. (laughs) Edit. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not them. I really am not them, and I don't want to be them. You know, it's easier to be me than it is to be them. I can do me, but I can't do them. I can do me okay, I can't do them. And they can do them, they can't do me. Amen. And it's all good. And quite honestly, I don't like it, and y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't like it when I see people trying to be somebody else in the pulpit. Don't do you? Anybody know? Just kind of do like this if you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you really do. It's like, you know, that's, that's not you. Be yourself. God uses you uniquely of who you are. And, you know, honestly, when you just let God do what God's going to do in you or in your ministry, that's when people receive it the best. And that's when they're blessed and they, and they love you doing you. But me, doing, me trying to be Chuck Smith. I love Pastor Chuck Smith. But I'm not Pastor Chuck Smith. I'm Rodney. Amen. Chuck will tell you that. Chuck will tell you that. I mean, I, you know, oh, I could move on. Amen. So here we have this, this move of the Spirit. God says, listen, I don't want you trying to make and imitate this oil. It's holy. It's anointing oil. No knockoffs with this oil. It's a certain smell of this oil. You know, it reminded me, you know, it's something like when you, like, like, like you ever smell something that reminds you of someone or something else? Like mothballs might remind you of like your grandmom. Me. Should I not say that? Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, really. And, 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 you know, it's almost like, listen, I got to wrap it up. It's almost like, you know, God is saying, listen, I want there to be a particular odor for the priest and the tabernacle. God is saying, you know, I don't want this fragrance to be associated with anything man does. I don't want this smell outside of worship or outside of the tabernacle. God says when they smell this fragrance, I want them to think of the holy of holies. When they smell this fragrance, I want them to say, wow, I smell a priest. God wants his priest, his ministers to smell good and his stuff to smell good. And listen, I'm not talking about deodorant. Say amen if you knew I wasn't talking about the old man. I'm trying to get through this, people, okay? Too often, listen to me, too often people in the ministry, now, now hear me, too often people in the ministry stink. They don't smell like Jesus. There's a pride and there's an arrogance that stinks. 
And when you walk into the when they walk into the room, you go, Phew. you know, there's somebody. It's an arrogance that doesn't smell like the Lord. That doesn't have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on it. The things that have the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they smell nice. You know, let me ask you, what do you smell like? What do you smell like? When you walk into a room, do people say, oh, wow, that guy, he loves the Lord. That sister, she loves God. And hey, Yeah, yeah, come over here and talk. Or do they go, here they come. Woo. <laughs> you know, it's in 2 Corinthians. I'm going to wrap it up right here. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 14 and 15. Matter of fact, would you turn there with me? 2 Corinthians chapter 2, actually, verse 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians 2, let me hear those pages turn and turn quick. I got to wrap it up here. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. And look at verse, uh, look at verse 14. Look at verse 14, 2 Corinthians 2, 14. You looking at it? I still hear pages. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. You looking at it? Say amen. amen. Now, thanks be to God in verse 14, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us, get this, saints, diffuses the what? Fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the what? Fragrance of who? Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death. And to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things. Saints, listen. The world, to the world, we Christians stink. To the world. We smell like death unto them. You know, all this Jesus stuff. You know, all this Christian stuff and, you know, all that Harvest Crusade stuff. You see, that's, that, that smells like death to them. But to Christians and to one another, man, we, we smell like life. And our spirit bears witness with each other. You ever meet another Christian and you go, wow, you smell nice. Or, wow, you must be a Christian. Yeah, I am. How you know? My spirit bears witness. Or the fragrance of Christ. You smell like a Christian. And and I mean that. I'm not joking. There's a fragrance of Christ. Have you ever met anybody that just has a fragrance of Christ? Does anybody know what I'm talking about? They just smell like the Lord. And they look like, and there's a sweet and a gentleness about them. To the world? We smell like death. To each other, we smell like life. And and the world, man, the world, their fragrance is death. I mean, you think about some of the perfumes on the market. Poison. You know, that's a perfume? Poison. Why would you wear anything that says poison? That's like give you a bottle of strychnine. Here, put this on. Obsession. Obsession. (laughs) You know, the world, they've got their perfume, seduction. All of these are like Britney Spears. 
I'm sorry. I'm... <laughs> it is a perfume. <laughs> it really is. But I mean, to, you know, to the Christian, though, you know, our perfumes are like the fruit of the spirit. Love and joy and peace and prayer and praise and anointing and grace. This is what we're to smell like to the world. And when you walk in a room, even a non-believer, they should be able to sense something different about you. More than five people say amen. Amen. Isn't that the truth? Something needs to be different. Man. And I fear that we're falling down the job, guys. I, I fear that the Christians were falling down the job. And it's not a whole lot different for the Christian. And we're starting to smell like the world. And we need to be washed in the water of the word. We'll talk more about the next time. I had to skip forward tonight. And get clean. Let God's word wash us. And start smelling like Jesus. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.